Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's great to have you guys here um, and tuning us in and turning us on. Uh, we've got a great show planned for you tonight. I mean, I love the topic for tonight. Now, my buddy Cheney is going to be joining us here, and I'll introduce him in a second. But I love this, I love this topic tonight because I'll tell you, more people uh, around the world would learn how to hug each other instead of mug each other if they knew how to do this, how to resolve conflict and achieve long-lasting wealth and success in every, any area of your life. Now, I'll tell you, this is with my friend Cheney Weiner, who's joining us here today. The bottom line to all of this is uh, that if you don't realize that collaboration trumps conflict, any time of the day, any day of the week, any millennium you live in, hopefully by the end of the show, you're going to have a sense of what Cheney has to say. You know, he is a colleague and friend of mine. Uh, every time we get on air, we have a blast. He is one of the most sought-after authorities on human potential and personal development. Uh, he's founder of the Cheney Institute of Human Potential. Uh, and when it comes to talking about worldwide impact and effect, whether it's financial, physical, family, mental, spiritual, vocational, social, he helps folks understand their hidden brilliance, their genius, their uniqueness. And soon, as we launch the epic world, uh, we're going to have a conversation on how you can how you can tap in to your epic epic potential joining me here tonight we're going to take on a topic that not many people want to take on because honestly if they did want to take on this topic we wouldn't be fighting at each other over there in the white house uh we wouldn't have some of the conflict that goes on in the world and you know we would be stepping out and learning how to hug each other instead of mug each other and i mean mug each other from a physical psychological and an emotional point of view conflict what is it what are some of the strategies how do we see it and why is cheney my friend so so passionate and hot on this topic cheney thanks for joining me here today oh i love being back on again pat i appreciate it and i just want to mention that i love what you're doing and i really appreciate all that you're doing uh, honestly, this is really such a cool journey you and I get to to be on. Um, uh, there is a calling, and and you know we met last year. We'll meet again in Jersey, uh, but we met last year and, and and you know chatted about so many different things. And you know this idea of conflict. I mean, out of all the things you could have talked about, I got to ask you why this and why now. That's a great question, and it's something that I have thought about over time. And now I know why I really enjoy talking about it because throughout my whole life, I've dealt with conflict in many different ways, in many different areas, in my personal, well, personal 
friends, friendships, social. I used to play sports. I certainly dealt with it there. And just any or the other different areas of life. And it's something that doesn't go away, but it's something that is important to take on. I'm sure we'll be speaking about that. It's important to take on and know how to handle instead of run away from. So it's something that, and in fact, I'm really speaking for other people in many ways as well because it's not going to go away. It's just important to know how to handle it. And as funny as it sounds, when you do know how to handle it, things go a lot smoother and it really doesn't turn out to be as bad as things originally seemed. Well, you know, it's really a great conversation to have. You know, I remember when I was uh, when I went back to school. You know, there are many, many theories about conflict, how to resolve it, conflict resolution. Honestly, I don't think many of us actually understand how to even recognize it because you know, you grew up, you and I grew up kind of in the same area, and um, you know, when somebody had a problem with us, we knew it. You know, they were right in our face and so forth and so on. You know, because of the level of fear we have right now, especially in corporations and organizations, people don't really speak their mind. So this level of the, you know, let's just call it a veneer of aggressiveness is kind of sitting on the surface of things. You see what I'm saying? Isn't that a little bit more insidious and difficult to get the, you know, get on the pulse of? Yeah, I agree. And you also mentioned about where we grew up. And um, yeah. I, I love growing up in New Jersey. I have a lot of wonderful people that I've actually reconnected with on Facebook and just on the phone and in different ways. But I can, I, I'm allowed to say what I'm about to say, and that is I grew up in that area, and it was an area, or that it that's a particular area, at least back when I grew up and even now to some degree, where people are kind of, let's say, emotionally charged. And I'll be honest with you, back when I was growing up, I didn't handle the conflict so great either, which is another reason why I love speaking about it, because now I've seen how to go about it, how to help others, and it doesn't really matter if you're from New Jersey or live in New Jersey or live in Hawaii or anywhere. It's still conflict, and there's still ways to go about it. But, yeah, it's, I agree with, what, uh, with everything that you just said. It's so true. Well, and, you know, let's start at the very basic level. Let's start, start talking about conflict between two people in a relationship here, Cheney. You know, I mean, look, let's just pull a snapshot from the headlines. And I know people are saying she's not going to talk about that. Let's talk about Kim Kardashian for a minute. Now, we can only guess on what level of stress went on in that relationship to cause an extreme. But if there was any conflict at all, uh, you know, bailing out, as many people have said it, may have been the, her only way to go. But, I mean, here we are in the headlines, a perfect example that really talks to something that went on between two people. And yet, as a role model or role models for many young people watching that, I mean, what is the message we're giving people here? Well, the first thing I want to mention about that is that it's really important for people on the outside looking in to understand that there's a lot of things that may surface to the general public that we don't see a what goes on behind the scenes. So oh, never. We thing. never know. Yeah, you never I mean, know. That, that's almost really common sense, but I'm just, you know, I'm just saying no, it anyway. Good. But in terms of the actual relationship part of it, the bottom line is whether it's Kim Kardashian, me, you, or anyone who's in a relationship, each person has things that are most important to them or their values. And when people communicate to each other, if they don't learn how to communicate what's important to them in terms of what's important to the other person, you're going to get that 
conflict. And regardless of whether we can't, on the outside, looking in behind the scenes to see what's going on with Kim Kardashian in this case, if there's an issue with her relationship, it's going to center around she has things that are most important to her, he has things that are most important to him, and somebody somewhere did not really honor the other person without minimizing themselves to that person. Well, you know, this is really a great place to kind of kick off the conversation because whether you're Kim Kardashian or not, um, all of us at some point in time in our lives and maybe even right now, we have difficulties. Why do you feel that some people have difficulties in dealing with conflict when others uh, don't have as much difficulty? I mean, what's going on under the surface here? Well, again, it goes back to knowing those values or what's most important to you. Now, it's really interesting because this is something else that I wondered about Growing up, and now I understand it a lot more, I would see people who are in relationships and they would sit there and kind of argue and you would think that there is no way could these people possibly be compatible to, uh, to each other. But that's on the surface. When you look below the surface and know what to look for, they are actually communicating and honoring each other in terms of what's important to each other, but sometimes we don't see it on the outside. So, in ter- so when it comes to having difficulty in dealing with conflict, and I'll most likely be repeating this many times because it's that important. Know what's important to you. Know what's important to someone else and figure out ways on what's important to you. How does it benefit them and how is and how does what benefits them help and serve you? I know it's a lot easier said than done, but that's just a general, let's say, dynamic that is involved in learning how to handle and ultimately reserve the conflict. Well, you know, what we're talking about is we're not just talking about a whole new skill set that each of us can learn, right? Um, but we're talking about a whole new way of being. I mean, you know, uh, uh, Seth will tell you, and you got to talk to Seth earlier, that I, I did a whole show uh, that had to do with the ego, and I used the song by Radiohead, uh, uh, you know, certainly that I related to uh, going through a really tough time, you know, a relationship breaking up, my health not doing well. The song is called Creep, and I what I talked about, and, I, and I'd love for you to talk about this, because I talked about how the ego has one job. And that one job is to continue to pressure us to feel special. And, you know, how do we feel special if we're in conflict and the, and the objective that most people have, Cheney, is to win? Absolutely. And you're right on because everyone wants to feel special. But here's the thing. Everyone, everybody wants to feel special for who they are and to be loved and appreciated for who they are. Now, let's go back to Kim Kardashian again now. She has a certain way of how she wants, I wouldn't say treated so much, but she wants to, well, I will say she wants to be treated as being special, but in a way that's unique to her. Now, someone else may not agree with that, but then again, someone else may agree with it. So the question is, how do you, again, communicate that? And it's something that many people either don't know how to do, and you mentioned skill set, and it is a skill that you can learn. And it's also a matter of being patient and saying, hey, you know, that person has something that's unique. How can that person help me and how can my uniqueness and how I'm special help and serve that person? And when you are able to do that, that's when you have that, what some people call that perfect relationship, so to speak. Well, yeah. I mean, let's go beyond the phrase, uh, I'm a little bit country, uh, he's a little bit rock and roll. Uh, Because we're not really talking about that so much. 
right? I mean, there are those differences that show up, and they're kind of endearing, right? I mean, think about it. If you're in a relationship and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm a little bit country, but, you know, he's a little bit rock and roll. It's kind of cute, right? Until the rock and roll music is blasting out of the stereo 24-7. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because um, coming on to this show, you played a testimonial by John Martini, who's my mentor. I've met him, yeah. facilitated for him, and I don't know if he played that by design, but if he did, I, I really appreciate that. And I'm going to quote what he says, and he says, if any two people are exactly the same, one is unnecessary. So when it comes to the rock and roll and the country, yeah, if someone, I'll use that one, uh, of that example, if someone's always playing that rock and roll, so to speak, and doesn't care that the other person likes the country, well, you're going to have conflict. So it's a matter, again, of how can playing that rock and roll help the person who likes the country and how, and vice versa, how can the person who plays the country help the person who plays rock and roll? And again, it sounds, it sounds easy. And really, once you get that skill down, it really is easy. It's just a matter of taking, it comes down to taking the time to care about someone else and also take care and honor yourself and to communicate in terms of that. I mean, it's so, really, it, it's simple, but it takes practicing. You know what this reminds me of? And this is something I want you to address. Um, uh, most of the time, we will, uh, we will walk down the path to go to great lengths to avoid conflict. You know, holidays are coming up, Cheney. And, uh, you, you know, the stress around the holidays has to do, number one thing, stress around the holidays has to do with is family conflict that is hardly ever talked about in a way that people can resolve it. As a matter of fact, we will go to extreme lengths to avoid conflict. So let's talk about why we do that and how can we help uh, our listeners and ourselves take a different path here. Because if, the, if our nature is to, quote, avoid conflict, then how do we step in to some of the things you and I are talking about here now? Well, number one, you never get a crisis without a blessing, and you're never challenged without being supported, and there's never ease without difficulty. So it's important to understand that there are both sides to every event that comes up. And it's a, it's a great point that you bring up about the holidays, and really it's going to be the same thing I'm going to say, it, it goes back to those values because, especially around holiday time, because typically, and I'm just giving a general example, you may have someone who says, oh, well, the holidays, listen to my language, are supposed to be a certain way, and they have to go according to this, they have to go according to that, but somebody else may not quite see it that way, and if the person who thinks things are supposed to go a certain way it doesn't go the way they want because they had an expectation that it was supposed to go that way, then they'll get upset and then the conflict will be there. So it's wise to understand that there's both sides going on and to really, again, honor what's important to someone else without lowering or minimizing yourself to them or the situation. All right. Well, let's take a look at how we can turn, as you just said, you know, conflict as a negative around to a conflict as a a positive. Because one of the things that I know you talk about or let's just call them our hot buttons. Do you have any hot buttons, Cheney? Everybody <laughs> does. There's no such thing as a person who doesn't. <laughs> but the question is, to, to what degree? All right. Well, tell us to what degree, and how does degree, degree play into to the conversation? Well, again, it goes back to understanding that there's two sides to every situation and that both sides serve 
and each side also disserves depending on the situation. So anytime someone has their button pushed, they have an expectation and in many cases a fantasy that things are supposed to go a certain way only and are not aware of, hey, you know, there's two sides to that situation and if it doesn't go their way, there are benefits to that. So Mm -hmm. that's part of it. And the other part is just really knowing that, again, anything that happens, anything that pushes your button, it does have benefits. It's just a matter of taking the time to look and seeing that. And again, being aware of of your values, what's most important to you, and I'm going to keep using that word, communicating and knowing how it serves you and the other person as well. All right, let's take this conversation from a theoretical and academic level down to some real-life examples, you know, um, because everyone out there has some kind of level of of rub that goes on on a day-to-day basis. You know, I've been called, today I was actually called the queen of optimism. Uh, I I, I took it as a compliment. I'm not sure it was meant as a compliment at the time, but that's true about me. But even me, as optimistic and upbeat as I am, let's just say 85% of the time, I have my moments, Janie. You know, I have my moments. Um, But yet, you know, especially in the business that I'm in, a lot of times you have to stay cool, calm, and collective, right? Um, you know, let's talk about what some hot buttons are for people and yeah. how this shows up. Yeah, um, are we going to break because I want to share a story? Let's go. No, we're going to go with the half hour. I want you to share your story. Okay. Go for it. I, I had a woman who came into my Breakthrough to Achieve program. This was February of 2009. And the big conflict that she was having, and, and interestingly enough, she was living, you'll know, she, she was living in Hillsborough. She actually lived five minutes from where I was living at, you know, when I lived there. And the issue was that she was in a relationship with a guy that she was off and on with, and it was, the, the relationship was fine, except they were having this conflict. She wanted to get married and have children with him. He had a child from a previous marriage. He's an accountant. And he was, in a sense, telling her to back off because she was really pushing it. So that was the source of the conflict. So what I had her do was I had her list the five things that were most important to her from you know five different areas of her life and things that, that were most important to her and list what was most important to him. And I had her link up what how what was important to her helped him and how what was important to him helped her. We came up with two, or she came up with 250 different ways of how they served each other. So we linked what's important to her and what's important to him and how they served each other. The interesting thing is, after doing this, she broke off the relationship because she wanted to focus more on her career. And I kept in touch with her. This was May, this is around May, June 2009. Then all of a sudden, I didn't hear from her for about seven months. And she contacted me literally out of the blue. And she said, and, oh, actually, she contacted me in January of 2010, and she said that the guy who she broke up the relationship with, he showed up at her door right before Christmas with a ring and proposed to her. And, of course, I asked her what happened, and she went through the whole story, and in a nutshell, what she said was that that exercise that uh, that I did with her, plus he did some work on himself, she said that really helped a lot and really cleared out a lot of the, I'll say, conflict and energy that was, in a sense, getting in the way of that. And he picked up on it, she realized it, and he proposed to her. And it was pretty 
interesting how that whole situation came about because in her words, she said that she really didn't even have to do anything. It just happened. But the thing is, she did do a lot. She took the time and came up with 250 ways of how what's most important to each of them served each other. And they got married June 2010 on the beach in Maryland. So that's a good example. And I'm going a little quick on it because of time, but that's basically what she did. And that conflict that was there before wasn't there or isn't there now in the way it was. Obviously, as their relationship evolves over time, there'll be other things that will come up. But the big sticking point was that she was pushing him to do something that he, in a sense, wasn't ready for. And when she saw that how, it, how that helped her and, and when he saw how what she wanted helped him, it just it came together and he proposed to her. Well, I mean, this is a perfect example of what's possible. You know, this is really what's really cool about the work that you do and the message that you take out there, Cheney. I mean, um, you know, for one thing, um, every day, day to day, there might be something that either pushes or someone that pushes our button. It could be a boss. It could be somebody that, um, you know, actually has some um, influence on your life, you know, whatever they do. And how we handle that is going to be an enormous, enormous asset for how we move forward. You know, it's so interesting today, Chanina, this is what I love. You know, our, our young people take a lot of grief these days. I don't know if you've been following. Um, they do. They, they, get, they get beaten up time after time again for texting too much, for spending too much time playing video games, um, you know, for... Uh, doing things that seem to be not in line with the way things should be done, right? But this is a generation of, of, of youth and that is so plugged in to the world that when you and I were growing up, we, can we could at some level avoid some of the issues of the world. You know, we weren't being bombarded with information. Today I got to interview a 14-year-old that was so passionate about passionate about helping uh, um, homeless youth in Seattle. And this is that she partnered with a nonprofit and now is starting her own initiative to do that. You know, this world we live in has such an acceleration of information. How does that information help us or hinder us in resolving conflict? Uh, and even recognizing it. I mean, don't you feel at some level, Cheney, we're getting overloaded with this, uh, with this? That's an interesting point that you bring up because when I was in school, let's say early 80s, mm -hmm. and, even in, and even when I went to college, they were speaking about this very thing that you were talking about, except the Internet wasn't around back then. Right. And I always wondered, well, what happens as time goes on when the, t when, like the way w that we're living now happens? In other words, when things evolve more, how is that information overload go, uh, going to come into play? And it's a great point that you bring up. And really, again, it's important to know how to handle those situations of conflict because really the conflict, what happens in this situation of conflict, it's always going to be the same in terms of the things to do. It's just the situations are different. So it's really wise to know how to ask certain questions and how really, as I like to say, is Anything that comes your way that you may not agree with that causes the conflict, just ask how is it benefiting you in your life. And when you're able to see that, 
then you have a shift and you have a higher level of awareness and then you can really take things to another level. So I'm sure 20 years from now, there'll be something else that will come along where it'll be something beyond the Internet and we'll be doing the same thing and it'll be nice if we're doing a radio show talking about it. <laughs> I love it. We're going to take a short break, everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Pasha. Cheney, let, let folks know how they can find out uh, more about you and the work you're doing. Uh, and uh, and uh, when we come back from break, uh, we'll be talking about broken promises. How does betrayal fit in all of this? Cheney, go ahead and give out some information if you would. It, I think go to www.cheneywiner.com. That's C-H-A-N-E-Y-W-E-I-N-E-R.com. And if they put in their name and email, they get a free five-lesson mini-course. So ch- go check that out, cheneywiner.com. All right, we're going to take a short break. Uh, before we do, I want to just let everybody know, to find out more about the Dr. Pat Show and what we're up to, please go to drpatlive.com. Sign up for our newsletter, and then you can stay on top of all of the really cool people we have on the network and on Transformation Talk Radio every week. Uh, we'd love to have you part of our lives. Uh, you have been so important to us over the years. And also, I'm going to have a very, very special announcement next week, uh, a brand-new segment of shows we're doing unlike anything I've ever done before. Very excited about that. Just waiting for the ink to dry on uh, what people call conflict. Uh, conflicts. Look at that was Freudian. Contracts. So, uh, and boy, we had to go through and come to a lot of agreements on this stuff. When we come back, we're going to be talking about a couple of different things. One of the most important things to be mindful of has to do with two of our let me just call them another two of our pop culture icons, Rihanna and Chris Brown. What happens when conflict escalates? What happens if things get a little heated up? What are some of the situations around that? What can we do about it? And then later on in the show, we'll be talking about broken promises. What do we know about broken promises, whether they're said out loud or not? And how does all of this affect our lives and living more harmoniously with Cheney Weiner? Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. What if your best friend could take a peek into the future? Psychic, author, and cosmic coach Dougal Fraser is that friend. He's the queer guy with a third eye. From gossip to gurus, meditation to martinis, the Dougal Fraser Show is a call-in advice show that provides insights and information on creating your best life. Every Tuesday at 10, he'll take calls and talk about love, money, sex, pop culture, and give free advice. No topic is off limits. It's the Dougal Fraser Show. Ladies, are you living an inspired life? Do you yearn for a more passionate, dream-filled life? Here's Linda Joy, founder of Aspire Magazine, and she has a gift for you. Aspire has launched its Mission to Inspire initiative with a commitment to give away 100,000 one-year digital subscriptions to women around the globe. Every subscription comes with a multitude of free gifts from our team inspiration partners. To claim it all, go to AspireMag.net today. No purchase necessary and live an inspired life. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? 
Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. yourself from cancer, depression, disease, and dispel the nastiest bugs that attempt to hide undetected. Take a moment to wonder, how does that feel? How powerful? Did you know that enough golden sunlight produces vitamin D in your body to protect itself against disease? Producing enough vitamin D can kill cancer, even help with weight loss. This amazing little vitamin is actually not a vitamin at all, but a powerhouse of protection that can activate your body's innate healing ability, but only if you have enough in your blood to shine the light. Tune in to award-winning author Dr. Lucinda Messer as she shares how you can harness the power of sunlight to create a healthy body and mind. Her book, Powerful Medicine, Vitamin D, Shedding Light on a Worldwide Health Crisis, is like having a vitamin D expert on hand to answer all your health questions. For more information, visit PowerfulD.com. Uh, welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, everyone. Welcome back. It's good to have you. I didn't hear the uh, intro coming back. But I believe we are live, and Janie Weiner is joining us here today. We're talking about conflict, and actually we're talking about conflict resolution. You know, coming holidays are coming. What kind of tools are we all going to need around uh, our lives? What kind of tools are we going to need to help us live more harmoniously? You know, before the break, I talked about, you know, Cheney, uh, and, and Cheney, thank you so much for joining me here today. It's great to have you back. I appreciate it. I'm grateful to be on again. Um, you know, before the break, I talked about, you know, escalation. What happens when conflict um, e- e- escalates? Now, honestly, one of the most classic, um, let's just call it, situations in, in, in this country's uh, history is sort of the Bay of Pigs and certainly the conflict uh, you know, around, uh, that nuclear energy and so forth and so on. Today we have conflict all over the world. You know, whether it is conflict in Africa, whether it's conflict in, you know, the Asian countries, it doesn't matter. You know, there, there are global conflict now that because we're so plugged in, Cheney, to the events of the day, uh, whether it's the internet, your smartphone, uh, television, we now know when war breaks out in a country that otherwise, you know, 20 years ago we may not have heard about unless we watch the news. So this is a form of escalation. But then there are individual forms. Let's talk a little bit. What are your thoughts on this? Well, again, it goes back to 
knowing what's most important to each side. If it's in the case of a country, a nation, well, that nation is typically represented by a government who has, you could say there, a set of values or things that's most important to them. And when you have another country, they have the same thing, but they're not always the same. So it's that that communication, again, is really the key. I know I keep saying it, but it's really it's that important because if there's, a, if there's a lack of communication or the communication breaks down, the conflict's going to escalate. So it's a matter of really, you could say it's a matter of meeting people halfway. Now, the thing is, if somebody wants it their way or it's the highway mentality and you have someone else who understands what we're speaking about here but that other person doesn't want to hear it, then you're going to have a break, communication breakdown, and there's going to be that escalation of conflict. And you know, this gets into emotions, and just really, people are addicted to their emotions and the way that they want things, and they want to hold on to that fantasy. They want that one-sidedness. It's got to be my way. And unless they're able to meet someone halfway, that conflict is going to continue to escalate. So again, it's a matter of knowing what's important to each side and to speak to each other or communicate again to each other in terms of that. And it, it's important to take the time and figure that out. Many times people don't want to take the time to figure it out and they try to impose what's important to them onto the other person or, or vice versa. And it just continues to escalate. It sounds simple. And again, it is when you learn the skills. In fact, I gave you the story of the woman who the guy who proposed to her that was a great example of that and whether it's that situation or two countries it doesn't matter it's still the same thing and when you're able to find out how everything or how each thing benefits the other person and vice versa you reduce that escalation of conflict is the conflict going to go away no but it's a matter of knowing how to manage it instead of having it escalate to higher levels well, where do we begin? You know, you got two people sitting across the table from each other, uh, and, uh, you know, they know that they have uh, points of, of conflict, things they don't agree on. I mean, is there something that we can share with our listeners to give them some tools right now? Because the bottom line is it does really sound good. I, you know, we keep going back to communication, but honestly, if you don't really, first of all, understand that there is a way to communicate which benefits each each person, and that you have to, at some point, put your wanting to win aside. Folks get lost in not knowing where to start. Yeah, in fact, you know what? A great example of this is what, I don't know how much you're following sports, but the NBA lockout is oh a great example gosh. of Oh, my gosh. Okay, because, let's use that as an example. Because I yeah, can't now, wait to I'll, hear your, your story on this one. Obviously, I'm not on the inside, but just <laughs> going from what I'm reading... It seems to be that they do – it looks like that the sides want a 50-50 split, so to speak. But the way that it's being portrayed and the numbers, it's not really being portrayed that way. So obviously somebody may be, quote-unquote, trying to put one over on the other and trying to get a little more. Now, that's what I don't know of what's going – I don't know if that's going on for sure, but that's what it seems like. But somewhere in there, somebody wants the upper hand, so to speak, and that's just not going to work. So, you know, as I like to tell people, it's going to come – at least that situation will come down to who has more of a pain threshold. In other words, whoever can withstand the pain more – will last and 
per, and the side that says, you know, we've got it, we're losing money, so to speak, they're just going to cave in and say, the heck with it. So in that case, nothing's really going to get solved. The, the point is, it's there's a 50-50 go, uh, going on, and any time that somebody tries to get the upper hand, it's just not going to happen. So in this case, since there's money and there's dollars involved, that's going to be more of a money issue, but it's still the same stuff that comes into play. Now, I don't know what's going to turn out with that, but I can tell you right now, at some point in time, they're going to get to a point where it's going to be 50-50, just a matter of who can hold out more than the other. Well, let's talk about this, because let's, uh, you know, if we could, let's bring in uh, a third party that's part of that conflict, and that's the public, the people that you know, are saying that love. I mean, my gosh. I mean, you're you're a you're a basketball fan, right, Cheney? Oh yeah. I, yeah. I, okay. I, I, exactly. So you know, people that are basketball fans, there's just like it's it's incredible. Anybody that can go to that many games, sports games, because of all the games in the basketball season, anybody that can like go to all those games has got to love the sport. So what is it from a fan's point of view? I mean, how are you as a fan? How are you feeling right now? Well, let me go, I'll, I'll mention that, but I want to also mention something else in addition to that. What about yeah. the other people who have jobs that center around if the basketball season is oh. on or not? Oh, it's sad. So, so that's actually a fourth party, you, uh, you could say. So f- from a fan perspective, the way I see it is great, but my livelihood doesn't depend on it so much, so... If I'm looking at it just from, hey, I would love to watch the games and see the players, yeah, it would be great to see them, but I'll forget about it and my life will go on. But someone whose livelihood depends on that, what about them? Are they taking the values of those people into consideration? Because that's a very important part of it as well. Now, obviously, they're not going to be in the negotiations, and I'm sure that's not even being mentioned in there. So there's people who feel that, hey, they're letting me down, and I'm sure we're going to mention this in a little bit, well, they're betraying me, my livelihood depends on this, they don't care about me, they don't care about the hot, the, the hot dog stand guy, so to speak, they only care about what, you know, the players making their millions, the owners making theirs, what about the people whose livelihoods depend on that? So certainly their values are not being met, and they're being left on the outside, and that's where the betrayal and all that starts to settle in, so there's other well, things that are Well, this is good. I love this. I love this because now you get me all fired up. You know, let's take it to the next level. You and I know uh, what it's like to be out in the public. Let's talk about the folks that are doing the Occupy Wall Street initiative. You know, I, I mean, do you see that as an escalation of conflict? Because honestly, the way a friend of mine put it to me is like, it's like, here we are. We don't have a voice. And yet the people we've elected just aren't paying any attention. I mean, isn't that the ultimate conflict to have when you're looking and the ultimate betrayal to have? Uh, and this is the way a gentleman put it to me the other day, you know, in, in looking at, you know, yeah, I, I'm doing my Occupy Wall Street because we can't get anybody to pay attention. We feel betrayed. You know, we didn't sign up here so that our Medicare, Medicaid, school services are cut. And, I mean, they just went on. So let's take it to that level. Don't some things require, in his words, he said, we do have to escalate this conversation because they can't even have a conversation with anybody. Well, in the case of that, 
there are times where I don't want to, I'll just say the word revolt, so to speak. That's a good is, word. Is going to serve a purpose, and as long as it's doing so with the best of intentions, and instead of just revolting just for the heck of it. And if there's politicians, I'm not going to get off on a whole political thing, but if there's oh, no, no. politicians who aren't listening to what people are saying, or they are listening, but behind closed doors, their hands are tied, and they don't, and they're saying, "Well, we don't know what the heck to do about this because we got into this mess to begin with," you know, then you're going to have this type of thing happen, and something is going to come across that's going to, in a sense, overthrow the, the system. You could say, in, in this case, so. Again, those people who are out there who are protesting, uh, they have values. They have things that are most important to them. And unless they're being heard or if, if they even had a sense that they were being heard and cared for, they wouldn't be out there. Well, exactly. Uh, you know, this sense of being heard and cared for is, is really an interesting theme to have in the conversation of conflict. But let's really raise, you know, let's kick this up a notch. Um, one of the things that I'm very familiar with is, you know, betrayal and broken promises. I mean, I spent six years in a doctorate program studying it to the nth degree. Uh, and, and it had to do around downsizing and the repeal of psychological conflict. You know, is it possible, Cheney, to resolve conflict when levels of betrayal have occurred? And if so, how do you go about that? Because well, now we're into damage control. Well, the first thing I'm going to say is probably going to sound a little shocking, and that is no one betrays you, you actually betray you. And I'm going to explain what I mean by that. Many times people have unrealistic expectations or fantasies on other people, themselves, a situation, or possibly even the universe, and when that expectation is not met or doesn't go the way that they want it to go, they feel hurt they, or they feel betrayed. And let's face it, we've done this at some time or another in our lives, and what usually has happened, the person or the situation that we either put on a pedestal or you know, whoever it was in our perception, or we feel that they betrayed us. But the truth is that we really, in a sense, have betrayed ourselves by possibly infatuating with that person or thinking that person had something that we didn't and we felt betrayed. In fact, I want to mention just briefly here, about my story because I, I had a situation that took place. I have, I have a fitness background as well, and I had a person who wanted me to go in as a partner with him in his fitness training studio, which he had up. He, he was living in California, so I, I drove out to California, and I was out there about a week or two, and I had a very uneasy feeling about this, and, I, and part of the deal was to give him $75,000. Well, I gave 30000 and then I backed out. I moved back to New Jersey. I drove back, and... I never got the money back, and including expenses, moving, paying him, it cost me well over $50,000. Now, when that happened, I had two things that I was thinking of in my mind. One, hmm, he betrayed me, but on the other hand, I'm thinking, did he really? Now, I know how most people would handle a situation like that. They'd say, he ripped me off, he did this, he did that, but something was telling me that wasn't the case, and... The interesting thing is I needed that to happen in my life because that person came along to teach me a lesson to wake me up to really be true to myself because I'll be honest with you. I had an unrealistic expectation. Hey, I was going to give this guy the money. The business was going to kick off. I was going to make all this money. And really, I, I had a fantasy, and I'll admit it, and I have no problem with saying that. And the interesting thing is I didn't even forgive him. I didn't need to forgive him because I thanked him. I actually wrote him an email and thanked him. And he never responded to it, 
and I still have the email, but I thanked her for it because that really woke me up to what was going on inside of me. So I never looked at it as betrayal. This person came into my life, you could say by the universe, to teach me a lesson, and I'm grateful for that. So when it comes to betrayal, it's wise to look at things in that manner and really take a look at, hey, did I have an unrealistic expectation? Did I maybe have a fantasy? And how did that situation benefit me? Because until you can say how it benefited you, you'll always be emotionally charged, and it's going to run your life instead of you running your life. So the whole betrayal thing, I know many times we say, oh, this person betrayed us, but really take a close look and be honest with yourself, and you'll see it as a learning experience, and then you could say thank you for giving me this experience. Well, and let's talk about this, because we started, uh, and you started, by mentioning John Martini, who is a mutual friend. And anybody that's ever studied with John, there's one of the things that he will say to you, and he has really uh, said this to me many times on air. Um, when you're out in the world and you're, you're, you're looking for forgiveness, he says there's nothing to forgive. And let's talk about this. He said, because we were, we were talking about 9-11 and a whole bunch of other things, he said the place to go is gratitude. You know, if there's something that happens to you in your life, there's also the contrast of it, which will, may not be as obvious if you don't look for it, but there are things to be grateful about. Let's talk about that in the context of conflict. I absolutely agree, and um, that really woke me up to a completely different way of viewing things because, like I was just saying, in fact, I actually heard it from him. It's thank you for giving me this experience. And right. It is a matter of gratitude. A lot of people typically will misinterpret gratitude and perceive or feel that in order to forgive, then you'll have gratitude. And if you really take a close look at it, and, and again, I'm not telling people what they should or shouldn't be doing, but just take a look in your own life and you'll see if you're having to forgive somebody over something, then there's still an emotional charge there. Otherwise, you wouldn't be forgiving them for it to begin with. It's a wise thing to do to say, okay, how did that situation, like I just told you my story, how did that situation benefit me? Because I could tell you right now, if I was in a situation of having to forgive that person who I went in, into the business with, I guarantee you I'd still have the, the emotional charge over it. And like I said, I wrote him the email and I thanked him for it because it helped. I needed that in my life. I was grateful for that. Other people will look at me and say, you're out of your mind. Well, that's okay. I'd rather free myself from that and use it to help other people, which I'm doing now, instead of still in an emotional charge state over it. That, to me, is being grateful for an experience that took place. Yeah, and I and you know what's kind of cool about this is you and I get to talk about this from our experience, uh, and I know many of you listening to the show, uh, you you know, you're thinking, okay, uh, great, let's let's figure out the, these two have never been through what I've been through, and here's what what, what I want to say to that is we absolutely have not, and and I think it's important to recognize that, Janie. I think that. You and I have not been through what some of our some of the listeners have been through. As a matter of fact, I got an email from someone the other day uh, that I went on air and had to apologize to her because I made a statement. And the statement I made was I said wellness is a choice. And uh, honestly, what, what I really meant to say was that having a wellness mindset is what we get to choose. 
Because the thing that I want to make sure that you and I uh, recognize for our listeners out there is that there are people out there that are really having a tough time right now, Cheney. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, you yeah. know, I'm glad you brought this up because yeah. I do want to mention, since you brought up, let's say, the sensitivity aspect of this. Yeah. Again, it's all perception because I'll just give an example. And it's going to sound silly. If I go and throw the garbage out, and as I'm walking out, there's a hole in the bag, and the garbage goes all over the parking lot. <laughs> I've I, done that. <laughs> now, <laughs> I haven't done it in a while. But I, there are people out there who would perceive that as literally the end of the world, and then there's other people who would laugh at it. So when it comes to what you were just saying and things that other people have been through, it's how they perceive it. And that's neither wrong nor right. It's important to them. So if someone had, let's say, a death in the family or let's say someone had a relative in 9-11 or whatever it was, if they perceive it that, uh, that way, there's nothing wrong with that. But just keep in mind that other people may not perceive it as extreme as they do. So it's neither right nor wrong, but in either case, it's important to look at that situation and still look at somehow the blessings that have come out of it. Because again, you can't have a blessing without a crisis. I mean, they go hand in hand. It's just a matter of how we perceive it. And then the questions we ask as a result from that, that help us balance that out. Well, you know, and this is really the conversation. I mean, um, I was talking about my own personal experience, and I got to talk about it today. You know, being homeless at 17, I look back at that and I'm so grateful that I didn't end up uh, on the streets any longer than I did. You know, what did I learn from that experience? Uh, and let me just say, it was one of the most horrific times um, that I can imagine. I remember the feeling. So I just want to be really clear that, you know, we're not talking about discounting our feelings. But what we are saying is, we pretty much can choose our emotions and that what emotions mean, how we emote, right? Now, I don't know what you did when you dropped the garbage in the driveway, but I know a few words that I said, okay? And I'm telling you, this was not the kind of driveway where you can just get the broom out and shovel it up. It was gravel. So I want to tell you how long it took me to get that garbage out of that driveway. So we're people, Cheney. We have feelings. You know, aren't we really talking about the difference between feeling something and reacting to something? Absolutely, and that's really what it comes down to. It's not what happens to us. It's really how we perceive it and how we react from it and ultimately what type of action we take from that. And again, each person is going to perceive things differently. So it's not fair, if you will, for me to say that somebody else, if someone has a perception over something and they really are, quote-unquote, hurting over it, I mean, I'm just going to live what I teach. I'm not going to come along and tell people, well, you shouldn't feel that way or that I'm coming along and say, well, I never had that situation, so, oh, it's no big deal type of a thing. No, it is a big deal and it's important. It's just important, also important to know how to handle that situation and how to react to it in a way that serves you and a way that you can also serve others as a result of that. That's really my point of all this. What are the consequences of not resolving the conflict? Well, let's let's talk story. I mean, your example, uh, uh, right? Uh, one of the things that you talked about was uh, 
having a, a situation where you forked up a lot of money um, and you had a choice. My situation was I was in a place where I didn't handle it like you handle it. You know, I was at a point, and, and let me just tell you, 2008 wasn't too long ago. 14-year relationship ended. Uh, my body, the, the doctors were looking at me and saying the cells are not working in your body. I pretty much used my entire life savings for alternative treatments. And because I was bottling everything up, it just got stuffed in my body. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and you know what? The other thing I was just thinking about when you were saying that is right now you're in a situation, you're doing wonderful things with the radio show, with the network, and you really got things going. Someone who's listening right now may say, well, and I'm not saying that they're saying this, that you're actually portraying this, but I'm just going to take it from the other end of it. Someone may say, well, that's easy for you to say. Right now, my situation is horrendous. Right, right. that's the point of what we're talking about here and to even in those moments and I know it can be difficult but take the time and look for something in it that's a benefit just something and start there I'm just not telling people oh go look for the benefits and forget about what's going on but just find something some silver lining in that situation that you can use in some way somehow Well, you know, this is interesting. We're talking about this because, you know, when I first went through this, it started, you know, with me back in 2003, 2004. That's when I dialed the wrong number and bought my first hour radio. So even if we cannot help ourselves, there's a belief that the universe, God, spirit, Buddha, Allah, whatever one believes in, you know, is, is, is actually, um, conspiring for our good. Now, I didn't know it at the time, Cheney. I didn't know at the time when I bought my first hour of radio. I had no idea that what I was saying yes to was ingratitude, you see? And I had to continue to say yes to that and see, what did you call it, the silver lining. But I love how the laws of spirit in the universe work because for me, that is the one area that I couldn't give up on. I couldn't give up on the belief that we actually live in a benevolent universe. You see what I'm saying? And, and, and to this day, I don't think that's the thing that anyone can take away from us. I absolutely agree. And um, even in moments that I've had that were, quote, unquote, down moments, I mean, I had a situation. In fact, this is the first time I'm, I'm ever mentioning this on air. I had a situation where I was just about on the street and a friend of mine actually let me stay at his house so i was pretty close to that so i kind of had a i've I've had somewhat of a sense of what that is all about and even back then when that happened i was thinking somewhere along like this is gonna end up helping me and serving me and it did and it's really interesting. Obviously, we, that's way beyond what I could talk about in the time that we have left. But that right. ultimately led me down a path to where I'm at now. Well, you know what? You and I should do a show on, uh, uh, you know, both of those situations. You know, how some of the tough times. Because what I think is that, you know, a lot of what you talked about, I want to thank you for joining me here today. A lot of what you talked about 
it, you know, comes from your perspective on what's worked in your life. I would love to do a show with you where we actually talk stories, where we talk about our life. You know, we talk about what it's like to grow up in the kind of lives we grew up with, grew up in. And, you know, honestly, I don't know about you, Cheney, but I I didn't get this wisdom uh, until about, well, when I was sick in 2003, 2004. You know, I'm a I'm a scrappy kid from the Bronx. And I'm telling you, I can look back at some of this and I could chuckle about it now. But, you know, I rem- there are some things you and I should get on here and talk about. Because conflict that is unresolved ends up in disaster. And that's what I love about this show and what you did tonight, Cheney. Thank you so much for joining us here today. One more time, let's give out your website and let folks know more about you and how they can get a hold of you www.chaneywiner.com C-H-A-N-E-Y-W-E-I-N-E-R.com Thank you for joining us here today. If you've missed any part of this tonight, folks, please make sure you check us out in the archives. We'll probably get this archive in a couple of days, and you'll be able to listen listen to it. Get some help from Chaney. He is a master at this. You know, don't let conflict run your life. Uh, inside of every nugget of situation in life, there is a special moment, and that special moment is you. You are the joy that you can bring to the world. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show. Fall down somehow Oh, someday